werewolves. Let me tell you something now about them uh, Louisiana werewolves now. Now my name is uh, Jean-Pierre Croissant, and I'm a gumbo farmer down in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, on the outskirts now. Oh, I've, been, I've been to New Orleans. All right, boy, let me tell you something about New Orleans, man. Mm-hmm. You got gumbo patches all over the place, right? We got gumbo plantations. Yeah, I, I love gumbo. One big problem about a gumbo plantation is, you know, goddamn Louisiana swamp wolves come up. And Louisiana swamp werewolves come up and they they go rah 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 they chew on the gumbo and that <laughs> shit ain't gonna fly with John Pierre Chris on here. So you know what I do, man? What, what do you do? I take a I take a silver bullet, right? Mm-hmm. I fill it with some gumbo a little bit, right? And I shoot that fucker right in the asshole. And that werewolf, you turn into a man, right? Mm-hmm. Turn to my uncle. I knew that some bitch was bad from the start. Fucking crazy swamp monster. Fucking gumbo eating crazy uncles. And that's <laughs> what we're talking about. Not crazy swamp. Gumbo? Gumbo eating oh. monster uncles, but <laughs> werewolves, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I am your host, Sean Werewolf Party, Martin. I'm, I'm Hugh Perry, and uh, I don't even know what to think anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I told you right before we began, that was a little something I was uh, kind of working on a I little bit. It. I'm trying my impressions a little bit. In case the podcast falls through, I can always have a career on uh, open voice mics. Acting? Yeah. yeah, voice acting, open mics, maybe uh, Toy Story 5 in the future. I wish I was in Toy Story 5. <laughs> I don't think that my particular uh, vulgarities will help the uh, franchise any. Get over here, Barbie. Come here, Barbie. Here. <laughs> Come on, old swamp Barbie. Come on now. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to talk about werewolves. Just uh, We're going to talk about the uh, pop culture aspect of werewolves, uh, songs and movies particularly. There's not any werewolf clothing lines, so sorry. I mean, mean, you count furries. I was just about to say furries. Yeah, but uh, we're not going to discuss that weird sect of people. That's for our fetish episode later on down the line. You've now promised it. It's got to happen. Yes, I mean, I'm I'm not going to go to the conventions. I'll leave that up to you. (laughs) I'm down. But we're talking about throw pop in, culture. Coach. Yeah, I'll throw you in there right there. <laughs> Rest you up like a dragon. Just throw you in there. But um, I guess we'll talk about the movie that pretty much started the whole werewolf phenomenon, mm-hmm. and that is uh, 1941's The Wolfman with Lon Chaney. Mm-hmm. Now, have you seen this? I don't think I've seen it. I've probably seen bits and pieces. Yeah. Uh, just I feel like I've seen things from this it's, it's an old black and white one i'm assuming oh yeah it's the Universal especially Monster. if it's first yeah oh yeah wolfman especially yeah i I'm visually visualizing it a lot more now yeah so. i mean this is the the movie that pretty much started it all you yeah know, yeah it was lon chaney this was like a the whole trifecta of the monster movie actors mm-hmm. there was lon chaney there was boris karloff and there was bella lugosi yeah and lon chaney was like the man of a thousand faces, more or less. So they picked him to be in the role of the Wolfman because, you know, in 1941, not very many special effects. It was mm-hmm. all mostly just the uh, the look of the actor's face and just uh, a very pretty much basic uh, makeup application. Mm-hmm. But Lon killed it. If I remember, didn't he, like... I might be thinking of something completely different. Wasn't it just like long hair and sideburns, basically? Yeah, they put the uh, the prosthetic hair on his face, and uh, he pretty much had a pretty good set of hair on him already, so they mm-hmm. just uh, pretty much fluffed that out mm-hmm. into like a an Aquanet 80s type of like David Hasselhoff kind of look for him. Yeah. But then they applied the uh, they applied a nose prosthetic to make it more canine-like, and... Uh, other than that, just the brown makeup application and the dark makeups, and also uh, mainly it was just Lon Chaney's facial expressions that sold the mm-hmm. uh, the werewolf character. But this was the movie that uh, has the famous line that you've probably heard, that we've all probably heard at least once or twice in our life, and that is, even the man who is pure at heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms and the moon is clear and bright. 
Have you heard that before? I haven't, actually. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, I listened to a lot of Cradle of Filth back in the day. I did, too, but I don't That was in one that. of the songs, yeah. I forget which one it was. It might have been Her Ghost in the Fog. It, it wasn't Her Ghost in the Fog, because I listened to that all the time. I, look, my main Cradle of Filth... Uh, it was Her Ghost in the Fog? Was it? Uh, because no, 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 no. Because my main cradle, cradle of filth exposure was due to the video game Brutal Legend, and that was in there. So, oh yeah, 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 Brutal Legend. So I, I c- completely off topic, but yeah. Oh, we go off topic here. It's fine. <laughs> At least we don't go hot topic here. I dig it. Well, I mean, I did. I got this shirt from Hot Topic, but um, I digress. I got this from Walmart. That's fine. <laughs> Hopefully, they sponsor us here in the future. No, the after <laughs> after I left there, no, <laughs> it won't. <happen. laughs> No, no, no. So you've never heard that particular no, expression I haven't. before? Yeah. Doug Bradley used it in the Cradle of Filth song. It's been used probably in you know, other mm-hmm. different songs. Probably Typo Negatives probably used it because they had a song about werewolves also. Mm-hmm. But uh, this particular uh, movie, like I said, The Wolfman catapulted the whole werewolf phenomenon because i mean it was always kind of there in folklore throughout the ages mm-hmm. but they put a movie to it and that pretty much stuck it to everybody's minds forever and from there on it was just pretty much werewolf mania yeah more or less now have you seen any particular werewolf movies are you savvy to that I haven't. I don't think. Uh, if I have, I don't remember them. But honestly, probably one of the only ones that I've watched would be ones from like when I was a kid, like watching Disney Channel. Did you ever see the Monster Squad? Maybe the old like eighties movie. It was it had like the uh, had the Wolfman in it. it. Had like the vampire in it. It had. The creature from the Black Lagoon and Frankenstein in it. I think I did. It was like the Goonies meets Universal Monster. I think I did. And it had the line, like they uh, one of the kids ended up kicking the, the Wolfman in the dick. And then one of the kids was like, Wolfman's got nards! <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I don't remember much from it, but I'm pretty sure I've seen it. It's, it's definitely a classic. It's up there. And it seems like the 80s, uh, segueing from that movie into another... Um, movie I remember fondly in the 80s mm-hmm. uh, was the Teen Wolf movie. And I'm not talking about the new series they had on MTV that was a fucking travesty mm-hmm. of a movie, but the Michael J. Fox 1985 Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. Right in the, the pinnacle of like when Michael J. Fox was like the, the pre-Parkinson's boy wonder more yeah. or less. You know, I think this was right at, if not before, Back to the Future also. Huh. But Teen Wolf was just like, it was a loser kid on a basketball team. Uh, he liked this like popular girl in high school, but you know he's the loser. Mm. Of course. He's got the, uh, the best friend, or best friend that's a girl that likes him, and he's oblivious to it. And then all of it changes one night when he just fucking like wolfs out, pretty much. Did he get ripped? No, he was still like Michael J. Fox's body. But, like, he had some, like, Leonard Skinner-style hair. <laughs> he had hair all over his face, so they, they... I think they nailed it with that, because I don't like the whole bare face kind of, like, mm-hmm. Wolfman look that some people have. But I think it was the middle of a basketball game, and, like, they're, they, they dogpile on top of him and everything, and mm-hmm. you start to hear him growl, and then he comes up out of the pile, and he's, like, full wolf mode, like, yeah. hair all over his arms and legs. And he's sitting there. The scene is him just dribbling the ball. Everybody's looking at him like in a complete silence. And he's just dribbling the ball. And then he just fucking runs down the, the whole length of the football or the bas- basketball court and just slam dunks it. And then everybody's like, oh, they're not freaked out at all. <laughs> I would be in the stands like shitting my pants, just screaming ecstatically like, ah, ah, what the fuck? <laughs> but I mean, they're very accepting of him. So, I mean, that's good, I guess. It's 2019, man. I mean, back then it was 1985, so... It's 2019, then now, too. Yeah, I don't know. Then, now, and forever, like WWE. <laughs> but that was another movie that, that stood out. There was another movie after that where it was a boxer, mm-hmm. and it didn't make much sense because if a werewolf punches you in the face, your head's going to go flying. There was none of that, so... <laughs> not, very, uh, not very realistic, to say the least. 
So that that does bring up a question that I'm I'm kind of curious about now, because uh, you were talking about like you don't like the bare face werewolves. Not uh, really. The, what would your ideal werewolf look be? Twilight. No, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, I was gonna try to tiptoe around that, but Twilight is not my ideal werewolf because it's more wolf than man. Yeah, tw- Twilight was just like, hey, we're people that turn into wolves. Right? It's, a, it's a dire wolf. That's all it was. Yeah, I've wa- I've watched one Twilight movie. Never more. Never, Sadly, never. I've seen them all. I'm not proud to say that. My first girlfriend begged me to watch the first one, give it a chance. I did. I never watched another. Yeah, that's probably good for you because it's, <laughs> it's all yuck mouse and fucking mm-hmm. wet dogs fighting over a uh, fucking depressed moppy faced girl, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't into it. So but, I uh, guess technically I have watched that werewolf movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope that didn't ruin all the other ones for you. But so you asked, what is my ideal werewolf like in yeah, regards like, to like a particular if, movie, or like if you were. If you were writing your own werewolf movie and you wanted this thing to look the baddest of badasses you could make it, um, what? how would you make it look? Uh, definitely, because a werewolf to me, and all the definition of the word werewolf, is uh, a human and a wolf yeah. pretty much together. Hybrid. That's particular, yeah, yeah. The particular hybrid, like you said. So I would have to say it would stand probably around seven or eight feet tall. Mm-hmm. It can stand on its hind legs, but it can also, when it's hunting, it can go on all fours to sprint faster. Mm-hmm. It's, of course, got the, the wolf-like ears. My ideal color, if I just had to pick a color, I'd go with the uh, probably dark brown to like red, mm-hmm. kind of like a gleam to the coat. Uh Definitely the, the yellowish teeth that kind of protrude out of the mouth. What, what about the snout? The snout, very prolonged and uh, Kind of dog defined. Yeah, very much so. Kind of like a, uh, say a German Shepherd or a yeah. Husky. Yeah. Long snout. You know, not a damn pug by any means. <laughs> no, no. I want to see a werepug. Pug pugs. <laughs> pug wolves. Werepugs. <laughs> Coming on Sci-Fi 2019. Right after Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> right after a house shark or some shit. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, basically that, of course, you know, it's got the, the ravenous nature to it. It doesn't discriminate with what it eats. Mm-hmm. It just attacks. It, uh, more of an ambush type of prey or a predator. Mm-hmm. It hides in the, uh, the thick brush and then comes out. So kind of, so with the, with the legs, it's kind of more like a, a, more like a hound leg, uh, situation. And then like kind of a paw human yeah. hand hybrid, but with claws. Is that what you're looking at? More or less, yeah, yeah. The because uh... because I think your your ideal werewolf is aligning with mine very similarly, except mm-hmm. for the color. Yeah, I I like my werewolves gray. If you've ever seen, um, I'm just gonna throw this out. Dog Soldiers is a very good like werewolf movie that came out of nowhere that mm-hmm. nobody was expecting. I don't and think I've ever even heard of it. They definitely got the werewolf right, definitely. But uh. Before we go into that, because I want to speak on that for a second also, just some more famous werewolf movies that I think that people should see to get the right idea about werewolves in general. Uh, what was your particular, how did yours kind of like coincide with mine, physically-wise? With, uh, like, just, uh, like, what you would say for somebody to watch, what what I recommend... I mean, yeah, like your own. I honestly can't think of much off the top of my head. I have like vague memories of watching some of these things, mm-hmm. but I don't know their names. I don't remember what happened in them. Yeah. Um, you you recommended a few things for me to watch, but my life just got super hectic all in one week. It happens. It happens. So I didn't get to watch any of it. Not everybody can sit on their fucking like couch like I can and just like watch werewolf movies <laughs> for a week straight. So I mean, whatever you end up saying is your recommendation. I would. Uh, I'm. I'm just gonna blindly follow and say that's mine. Yeah. Uh. Well, I mentioned Dog Soldiers, of course, and that was mm-hmm. a movie that, that pretty much came out of nowhere. Uh, it came out like late '90s, and one thing I'm gonna say about uh, when it comes to werewolf movies is they can't quite get the visuals right when it comes to werewolves. Either they look just completely ridiculous, they look like giant teddy bears, or they just fucking look like lumbering 
monsters that don't even necessarily look like wolves to begin with. Or uh, they just get the, the emotions wrong or mm-hmm. the particular characteristics or the personality even wrong of the werewolf. I do really like... Um, this isn't a movie that we're going off of for this one, but like just mannerisms-wise and like... Again, I just realized when I asked what your ideal werewolf was, it kind of aligns with this one, the Skyrim werewolf. Oh, yeah, I yeah. really like the way that one moves, and you were talking about, you know, go on all fours to sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the way it looks, uh, because that also follows a, more along the lines of what the color scheme I was thinking, the gray color scheme. Yeah. Um, so what you're saying is you've not seen uh, a movie that kind of brings out that almost Skyrim werewolf nothing aspect. really recently more or less like within like uh, the 80s kind of got it right with the werewolf the way they they pretty much showcased it the 90s not so much 2000s not so much mm-hmm. they really tried it was a valiant effort with like Underworld yeah they got the the motions right but they didn't get the visuals right with the the werewolf hot look it looked like a shaved bear pretty much Okay, yeah. You've seen Underworld, right? Uh, probably bits and pieces. Again, I'm If so... you've seen any, like, compilation of, like, Evanescence I've, videos, I they probably, probably have. have. Yeah. I, again, I'm so out of touch with some of this, like, just films in general most of the time. Uh, let alone horror films. I yeah. guess you could count most of these as being horror films. I'm so out of touch with these things that, like, I've probably seen bits and pieces of them, but I have no recollection of them yeah what is going on the whole like uh the skyrim idea that's the idea of werewolf i think they nailed it uh in the 80s because uh just speaking on a a a level which you can understand the 80s they nailed it with like the whole skyrim style yeah werewolf and the 90s was more like let's just say twilight (laughs) yeah i figured 90s and 2000s was pretty much like you know the twilight where it was Mm -hmm. just like no, that's not right at all, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, uh, dog soldiers, they nailed it with the way they looked. It was like a team that goes out into the woods. They're doing some type of like recon mission, and they run into a fucking bunch of werewolves, like you tend to do you yeah. know, when you're in the woods with your Navy SEALs friends, and then you just run into werewolves. Oh, that yeah, happens. you just reminded me of something. I have actually, I have actually fought one-on-one against a werewolf before. Hmm. Yeah, I am I a werewolf hunter. I'll be damned. Uh, Want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I completely forgot about this until you mentioned like going out into the woods and finding werewolves. Uh, well, I play D anD D. Okay. <laughs> and uh, was it LARPers out there? Uh, kind of. Okay. Uh, uh, we were. This was like a year ago at this point, and like I was getting a little bored of my character that I was playing, but I didn't want to kill him off. I, wa- I wanted to keep playing him. I just wanted to break from him. Mm-hmm. So. I, we had my character run away from the rest of the group, and what we ended up doing was, like, a few weeks later, me and the DM, we were texting each other, and we'd play D&D through text. Um, and he was giving me uh, scenarios that my character was going through while the group was going through other scenarios, and I was playing another character with the group. Okay. Um, so I run away from them. I'm flying off on my giant owl, as you do. You got a giant owl, yes. Yeah. Uh, I gotcha. And I land in this tree... Because I don't trust this place at all. Mm-hmm. And I was right to not trust this place because the entire tree shook and I looked down and there was a werewolf trying to well, climb the tree. Did you uh, shoot it with a uh, silver bullet filled with gumbo? I didn't have one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, hard to uh, I did have uh, uh, javelins and a spear. And I started throwing javelins. And they did nothing. I kept had my giant owl fly back and forth, keep swiping at the dude. He kept trying to claw up towards me. Uh, he, he got like... He got like three feet away from my face and I just like speared him in the face and he fell to the ground dead. I'm a werewolf hunter. Well, fuck yeah, man. Maybe you should like have some like Coors Lights on you (laughs) in case that happens again because those are the silver bullets. And who knows, they may drink them and they may have an allergic reaction to piss water and maybe they might just fall dead. That is a very good question. (laughs) To anybody out there who's a werewolf who is uh, interested in scientific testing, call... Kentucky Podcast Massacre. Yes. Will <laughs> Will Coors Lights kill a werewolf? And I'm not talking about like alcohol poisoning either. No, no. But just yeah. straight up, just dead. Just hmm. drink it once, not even once. Interesting. These are usually the type of theories that uh, 
the criminally like the criminally insane think of, or just like the complete stoner friend that you have <laughs> that lives on your couch thinks of. What's the difference? Yeah, you know, <laughs> one and the same sometimes. <laughs> yes, but my favorite werewolf movie of all time, mm-hmm. and it's just one of my favorite movies in general, is the legendary, the infamous. An American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. Not American Werewolf in Paris, that piece of shit, 1995, <laughs> awful movie. But it's a predecessor. American Werewolf in London, like the early 80s John Landis-directed movie. This is a movie I saw, I think my mom introduced me to it, like she did most of the horror movies, more mm-hmm. or less. She introduced this to me, it was on like AMC's Monster Fest or whatever. Mm-hmm. I might have been 9 or 10 when I saw it, but... It was incredible because the, the, the story itself is just awesome. It's a couple of backpackers, and they're in the, uh, the British countryside just backpacking over there. They stop by this, this random bar called the Slaughtered Lamb in this really small rural town in, uh, off the British moors. And the locals there aren't too accommodating. They're not too friendly. Mm-hmm. They see a pentagram on the wall, which you always see with werewolf movies there's always a pentagram on the wall it's like a sign of protection either it's a sign of protection or the wolf will have that on their left hand to show that they are you know cursed Hmm. so they ask what's that thing on the wall dead silent in the entire place one of the old you know locals comes up and says you don't want to know about that or well he's British so he'd be like you don't want to know about that that wasn't that bad. I know. <laughs> you don't want to know about that on the wall there, sir. Oh, you're slipping into Scottish. Well, you know, it's it's or British Moors, so it kind of tiptoes through the... It goes through the fucking You don't want to know about that, laddie. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's an Irish guy there, and there's a Scottish guy there. It's a very diverse bar. And all they say, all the guy says was, stay off the moors at light. So they're like, okay, well, all right, that's a little bit weird. They have their drink and leave. Uh, they're walking along, not paying attention. It's a foggy night. And before they know it, they look around. They're right smack dab in the middle of the moors. Uh-oh. Shit your <laughs> pants moments. Check your pants for pee-pee. Uh, one of the guys starts to hear something around them, like something is circling them. It's a big-ass wolf. It's like, la 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 Tears one of the dudes apart, injures the other guy. So dude wakes up from the hospital a week later, and he is uh, just all fucked up. He's got scratches all over him. Mm-hmm. He's been more or less marked by the wolf. So, and about a week's time, he's already discharged from the hospital. He's stuck over in London because they're doing a murder investigation. Uh, he turns. And this is one of the most absolute awesome fucking transformation I did watch this ever. you sent that to me and I did watch that this was the, the particular scene that everybody who wants to make a werewolf movie watches but they can never get it right because that particular special effects team nailed it I yeah. think it was like Greg Nicotero might have had something to do with it Tom Savini might have had something to do with it but and it was long too like it they, was they lingered on it to let you just kind of savor everything that was going the on. The whole shot took about, like, I think maybe two hours' time. And it was like a, a transitional thing from mm-hmm. start to finish. They'd apply some type of makeup at the beginning. And as he would transform more and more and more, they'd keep applying it. Mm-hmm. They'd keep stretching out the shot, you know, going with different angles yeah. and everything. And it's by far one of the most, like, unsettling, just awe-inspiring like transformation scenes of any werewolf movie and like you can absolutely i mean i don't know the context of the rest of the movie but like just watching that scene i could tell the uh the like agony that Mm -hmm. a transformation like that would put you it should be because your bones are splitting yeah and you you could hear the bones cracking Mm -hmm. and shaping and more muscles are Mm -hmm. busting more or less like everything is stretching and Mm -hmm. pulling breaking like the, I think the one thing that got like to me sound wise the most watching that scene was uh, when his his face elongated into a snout. Mm-hmm. That that was, I like that. I always liked the um, the transition from his human voice. You could hear it going mm-hmm. into the wolf. Yeah, it's just going from like just a pain like a anguished cry of a man to the the deep growl of a wolf, mm-hmm. and then. To cap it off when the transformation is complete, 
you hear the infamous howl, and then you know it's fucking like uh, hunting time, more it, or less. It's on. Yes. <laughs> but uh, one of the greatest movies ever. If not for that one scene, there's another scene where he's in a porn theater for some <laughs> reason. This is after that he has pretty much come to terms that he's a werewolf. He's like maybe three days later before the next full moon. And he's in this porn theater. There's nobody else in there. And his friend kind of keeps like appearing to him in various stages of decomposition. Kind of like a uh, guardian angel, more or less. Mm. He keeps coming to him saying, hey, you're going to change again. You're going to kill more people and you need to deal with this. You need to kill yourself to spare everybody else's life. And he starts seeing all the people that he murdered in the theater in various stages of decomposition from the timeline of which they were killed. Mm. And they were saying the same thing. They're like, you could do it with a rope or a gun. Poisoning. <laughs> or you can do it with a, a knife. Slit your wrist. Call 1-800. <laughs> yeah. And he's just, uh, the werewolf is pretty much like, well, damn, guys, you're not really making this very easy for me. And they're basically just like, well, you didn't make it very easy for us either, fucker. <laughs> But that's definitely a recommendation. If you uh, want to go back and watch any werewolf movie that we have talked about tonight, just watch American Werewolf in London. Yeah, and that was the one that I was going to try to watch, absolutely, and then life. Uh, yeah. But it's not too late, sir. You can go back and watch it. I can, but just not in preparation for this episode, unless I can figure out time travel. Mm, well, you know, that's a uh, that is a episode in the future, all on its own. <laughs> hey, you promised another one. That's right. So let's do it. Yes, we're going to break boundaries here, people. <laughs> Throwing different theories out at you and completely breaking barriers. That's the uh, <laughs> Kentucky Podcast Massacre way. So from going from pop culture to reality. Ooh, who likes that? Reality sucks, man. Some worse graphics I've ever seen. I know, the characters are bad, too. <laughs> but we're going to go through cryptids now. Actual cases where people have experienced shape-shifting creatures resembling the popular werewolves that we just discussed. Now, before we get into this, do you believe in this sort of thing? Do I believe in werewolves? Yeah, basically. Uh, yes, to an extent, to a certain extent. Uh, in the Navajo belief, which we're going to get to in just mm -hmm. a second, yes, because, I mean, the, the Navajo, the Native American culture, they, who knows, like, what they you know, can come up with. They're very magical people that we don't really understand that well. We haven't really uh, given ourselves a chance to understand, more or less. We've always seen them as kind of like a, uh, a heathen type of people who worship sky gods and foxes and badgers and shit, but there's a lot we can learn from them. I think they probably hold the secrets to, you know, transformation. Hmm. If we're talking about, like, the way it's portrayed... In like movies and stuff like that, absolutely, I don't. No, no, uh, no, no. But uh, in terms of the Navajo one, I'm not too familiar with that. So we'll see what, how I feel towards the end. Yeah, Skinwalkers is a very popular uh, being in the the Navajo tribes. People mm -hmm. basically, it is a Navajo witch or a wizard. They don't say wizard as much as they say witch. It can be a male or a female. They can be a skinwalker. And basically, it is a witch or a wizard that can transform into a variety of different animals. Mm -hmm. uh, foxes, badgers, cows, birds. But primarily, it is coyotes and werewolves, or well, I should say wolves. Twilight. Dogs, even. Well, you know, we won't say that. No, most people were, were <laughs> fucking weird Pacific Native Americans that don't exist. <laughs> There's no such thing as the Forks people. But anyway, uh, so it's the, the Navajo, the Hopi, and the Pueblo people. The principal reason that a shaman might shapeshift into a wolf is for the purpose of traversing great distances in a much shorter time than he or she could walk the miles in human form. Mm hmm those who cover themselves in the skin of a wolf are therefore known as the Yi Nadalushi. I probably butchered that. So our Native American listeners out there, you could come back and uh, tell me how bad I fucking butchered that. Yeah. But 
basically they they truly believe that this is a thing that occurs even to this day like you have you heard of the place in utah called skinwalker ranch i don't believe i have it's a it's a big expanse like stretch of land in utah desert i believe it's owned by a millionaire now if he still owns it and he was experiencing all these different things there he's experiencing ufos he's experiencing bigfoot sightings he's experiencing ghosts mm-hmm. but also more often than not he's experiencing what he describes as skinwalkers people basically uh who would have a human body from the neck down and up it would be like a, a dog or a wolf or a coyote like an anubis or, or yeah exactly so it's not necessarily like what you would think with a traditional werewolf form. Because this is more like somebody donning kind of like a werewolf-style mascot yeah. head that you'd see in Walmart with the lower body that's exactly of a, you know, a man. Yeah. But he's seen instances of this. It's still going on to this day. He's had livestock that's been drug off by huge wolves, bigger than any wolf that he's ever seen not necessarily in human form but just oversized wolves in general mm-hmm. and that could be another characteristic of the skinwalker is you know complete transformation giant oversized wolf i guess that would be like the more experienced of a skinwalker they are the more that they can completely transform into the animal they're trying to transform into makes sense enough to me yeah so I'm going to give you some instances where people have come across skinwalkers. Okay. So, in 1970, four Gallup, New Mexico youths claimed to have countered a werewolf on their way to Zuni near Whitewater. All four swore that they saw a two-legged, hairy thing run alongside their car as they were going 45 miles an hour. That's pretty goddamn fast. Mm-hmm. I don't think actual wolves can run 45 miles an hour. I think they're 30 at the most. So, when Clifford Hieronymus, awesome name, (laughs) later told reporters that he accelerated their vehicle to 60 miles per hour, and the creature still paced them, he got scared. No shit. I'd get scared, too. Uh, hmm. Something's chasing my car, yeah. Yeah, maybe you should have had a Hemi, motherfucker. You would have smoked that motherfucker. (laughs) Joe Dirt style. (laughs) So, the highway section where the werewolf appeared, it's full of sharp turns, and Hieronymus was concerned that the car could skid off the road, and then they would be easy prey for the monster. Mm-hmm. According to Hieronymus, one of the four finally got out a gun and shot it. Oh, man, that's a bright one right there. Yeah. He said, I know it got hit and it fell down, but there was no blood. It got up again and ran off. I know it couldn't have been a person because people cannot move that fast. Also, they bleed. Uh, yeah, that's right. And as Arnold would say... If it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> so Hieronymus and his three friends were convinced that they had been chased by a werewolf or skinwalker, and they said that they were going looking for the creature with a camera. If they could obtain a photograph of the werewolf, people won't think I'm half-cracked. We don't think you're half-cracked, Hieronymus. We believe you. I believe you. I mean, 60-mile-an-hour fucking wolf chasing after you? Not, not possible. Unless it's like a half cheetah, half wolf, mm-hmm. which I would pay to see money. I would pay money to see that shit. You'd, you'd pay money to see the Inception, or? Either or, you know? <laughs> I'd see a cheetah fuck a wolf, or vice versa. <laughs> and yeah, I'd be there for its birth. I'd be its surrogate mother. And I would uh, wear a fake boob on myself, and I'd I would breastfeed it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You wouldn't? <laughs> I'm, maybe. I've watched a lot of furries, so. So going into what. Yeah. <laughs> The furries always come up. God damn it. I don't want to talk about the weird people no more, man. They scare me. (laughs) So going more into the history of the the skinwalker, in 1936, anthropologist William Morgan wrote about the werewolf beliefs of the Navajo in Arizona and New Mexico, and he recorded one of the conversations with Navajo who told him that the Yi Nadalushi could run very fast. They could get to Albuquerque in an hour and a half. The anthropologist was informed, Morgan noted, that in those days it took four hours to drive the distance by automobile. So, oh, I mean, geez. do you hear that? It is a werewolf. Oh, no. <laughs> we fucking uh, ruffled the feathers, or should I say the fur, of the skinwalkers. And now they're right outside the Casa de Perry here. <laughs> I don't know what to think, man. 
Keep going. What were you just about to say? I was going to bring up a theory about, you know, what if uh, instead of us having cars, what if each of us, like, got a skinwalker that we could ride? You know, we get to our destinations a lot quicker, you know? But those are still technically people. It would be, like, fuel efficient, you know? (laughs) It's still people. You're you're advocating slavery. If you can get a big, fat skinwalker... That would be like a Range Rover, okay? And you could like you could ride that around more or less, like a big fast ass human Range Rover, you know. <laughs> you could have like Skinwalker lots, you know, like CarMax would be Skinwalker Max. You could go and get yourself like a uh, 2010 Mercury Skinwalker, and I mean hell, your whole family could like you know, you're taking on vacation and stuff. You wouldn't have to take an airplane. You know, you could if you were rich, you could get like a Lamborghini Skinwalker. The only way I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm going for this is if this is like their choice, because otherwise this is becoming slavery. And then also, I can imagine oh, walking up to the to like a giant wolf and being like, <laughs> "Take me to Walmart at at once, Sir Perry." Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm trying to like. Uh, I'm not promoting slavery whatsoever. They would also get like a huge proceed you'd feed them like a a big ass like you know lamb every so often and stuff <laughs> they'd love that i heard that skinwalkers enjoy smoking cigarettes a lot too oh yeah i've heard so that's real healthy give them a pack of marlboros and you know a uh, a small calf every now and then because who doesn't like veal mm-hmm. i mean and it would work you know you could keep them out in your garage or you could build a doghouse back in the back and when they're in their human form, you put a cot out for them, you know? It'd be fun. Put a hammock in the backyard. <laughs> Just, you know, don't kill the uh, neighbor's dogs and stuff when you wolf out. Unless, you know, if they're an asshole. No, I, no, 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 I'll take it back. I don't promote skinwalkers eating people's pets. That's awful. I would hate it if a skinwalker ate my dachshunds. But, I mean, if they want to eat the, the nosy neighbors. Yeah, if the neighbors are pricks and they call cops on you for playing Slayer too loud. And by all means, eat the neighbors. Are you talking from experience? (laughs) No, my neighbors love Slayer, so it's all good. Okay, good. (laughs) Good. So you want to hear a couple more encounters of Skinwalkers real quick? So Priscilla Gordano Wolf, last name's Wolf, an Apache medicine woman from New Mexico told of her encounter with a Skinwalker when she was a teenager. And Sister Wolf's own words, I guess that's her name, Sister Wolf, because I guess she's a nun in a former life or some (laughs) shit. It was a beautiful day, and I was ready for the prom. I caught a ride with a friend, Molly, and the night went very well. However, at the end of the prom, Molly told me to catch a ride home with someone else, because she's a bitch. She was going to Alamosa with her boyfriend. I asked several people, but no one offered to take me home. I lived three miles from the school, and at the time, all the roads were dirt. I had no choice but to walk home in my formal wear. Holding my heels in my hands, the moon was shining, but it was still very dark. I wasn't scared until I got close to the area where people claimed the wolf boy was buried. Well, don't walk in the area where the wolf boy was buried, damn it, Sister (laughs) Wolf. Grandpa said that the old people buried him there in the 1500s. Nearby was this huge tree that my grandfather had named the Skinwalker Tree because of sightings from skinwalkers in that area. Of course. Once again... If you live by a very disturbing cryptid, don't go walking around, please. <laughs> it's bad for you. But then how would we get movies? Exactly. I guess so. You know, how would we get stories in this book that we're reading? I wanted to walk back to my grandmother's home, but I was scared that the wolf boy would appear to me, so I continued walking east towards my mother's home. When I crossed the old bridge, I heard a noise coming from under it. I looked back and I saw what appeared to be a calf walking towards me. I started to run and it began to run following me. It was about 300 feet to my mom's house and I took off running fast. The animal stood up on its hind legs and almost caught me. I could hear its loud breathing. It sounded not human or animal-like, but different. So like a fat guy, like, (laughs) bending over to pick up some change. (laughs) I made it to my mother's farmland, and the thing jumped across the fence. When I got to the door of the house, I banged so hard to wake up Mom. Open up, I kept yelling. Something is chasing me. Mom made it to the door. I pushed her aside and shut the door, and we locked it. She shut the lights off, and no one could look in the house. So no one could look in the house. My baby brother Adam was sleeping, and after a while, I lay down. I was so worn out from running. I heard someone turning the knob of the door and opening it. 
I could hear what sounded like the footsteps of a horse moving from room to room. So it was like clappity, 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 clappity. Yeah, it was a very tiny horse. It didn't cover much room. All of a sudden, it was next to my bed. I screamed for mom to turn the lights on, and she was having a hard time getting up, probably because she was drunk. It was like she was in a daze, drunk. I felt the skinwalker's hand on me, touching my face and throat. His smelly breath and loud breathing were right next to me. The monster was a tall and skinny half-human and half-something that looked like a cow. Hmm. I am cowboy. <laughs> His hands were rough and hairy, and he had long nails. I couldn't breathe. I screamed again and asked God to help me. It scratched my neck, and I was bleeding. When Mom managed to turn on the light, it vanished. Mom saw three scratches on my neck and said it was the devil that had left his claw marks on me. She was drunk. <laughs> we got up and checked the door. It was still locked, but the door hadn't mattered to the skinwalker. So it was like they just fucking materialized through it. Yeah, it's like a ghost situation. I'm not really... This is an instance of, of it going with another form completely with that of a cow. Yeah. This is probably the, uh, the 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 skinwalker that all the other skinwalkers picked on. It's like, oh, I'm a wolf. And oh, I'm a coyote. What are you? I'm a cow. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, huh. cowboy over here. He just scares girls walking home from prom. Make sure he gets his cowboy hat. <laughs> man, why don't you give him some grass, man? <laughs> cowboy, man. Go, go on and take you to the rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can uh, eat cowboy at your local Kroger meat department. Yes, cowboy can be a part of you forever. Are we sponsored? No, I'm working on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got friends that work over there. Hi. I dig it. I yes. dig it. Mr. Rig, you know who you are. Yeah, you cut the best beef in the world. <laughs> Give me some of that cowboy patty. But yeah, that, that, I mean, this, that's seeming more... I'm not really seeing the skinwalker in that. Yeah, that particular story, more or less, kind of sounded... More demony or, yeah. or fabricated fabricated a little bit it's it's more like a ghost story or fabricated plus my my big thing is like if this thing or dude or whatever took the time to chase this chick to her house and then manages to get in why does he just touch her face i know just grazes her face yeah. just and ever this, so lovingly yeah like he just tried to chase her and kill her he now has the opportunity why didn't he exactly yeah why would you not do that you're right there. I mean, what stopped you? Was it like the fact that she said that he had smelly breath? Maybe. And he was like, oh I'm my so, God. I'm so self-conscious about I know. my breath. Everyone else makes fun of me because I'm a cowboy. I have gingivitis, okay? <laughs> Stop that. But did you know there are uh, multiple werewolf sightings here in Kentucky itself? No. Yes. Uh, coincidentally enough, in Wolf County. Oh, of course. Kentucky. Why would it be... In, like, Somerset or, you know, fucking Corbin, Kentucky. No, it's in Wolf County. Of course it is. Big fucking surprise. So, this is a very rural um, county. It's very hard work for me to say rural. Mm -hmm. But they have uh, reported as far back as 25, 30 years ago of a very large creature roaming the woods and being seen on the side of the road that they describe as the popular depiction in pop culture has werewolf standing about maybe six feet at the shoulder so on its hind legs would make it about seven or eight feet tall mm -hmm. looking more like a wolf than a man some say it looks like a giant black german shepherd or a husky mm -hmm. but far too big to be any known dog in that particular area unless somebody like let loose a fucking like Caucasian mountain dog, which is the biggest dog in the world, but still, those look more like St. Bernard's than Huskies or German Shepherds. Uh, hunters have uh, been followed by it. It's mm -hmm. lunged at people before. Uh, you can see its eyes at night. Its eyes have the popular yellow coloration when you shine light on it. Mm -hmm. And there was even a uh, show, I believe, that was on either the Travel Channel or the History Channel called uh, Mountain Monsters, and these group of uh, good old boy monster hunters went out to Wolf County, Kentucky to try and find 
the werewolf of Wolf County, or for this, I would I would say wolf of Wolf County because it sounds more like a wolf. Mm-hmm. But through their various advanced methods of putting uh, lamb chops on a string and hanging it from a tree to uh, making werewolf calls or <laughs> they came up with a lot of noises and they saw some uh, some eyes like looking at them through the woods but they didn't really get anything on camera just a lot mm-hmm. of uh, of sounds and speculation more or less mm-hmm. so I mean could there be something down there I mean there could be a wolf maybe because they can Wolves have been seen in Britain. Wolves have been seen in California. They've been mm-hmm. seen, of course, you know, way up in Canada. That's where they come from. They come down from Canada, and then they end up like in somebody's backyard in like uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's possible. It could be like a hybrid wolf. Yeah. Wolf hybrids. They used to sell hybrid wolves here in uh, Bardstown, Kentucky, right off the road. I, my money would be on a hybrid wolf. Because they get really, really big. Yeah. So, I mean, it could just be one that somebody let loose, and it's just been thriving, eating all the, uh, you know, wildlife around that area. Now, hmm. I had something there, and I completely lost it. Uh, Brain fart. <laughs> uh, I'll let you know if it comes back to me. Uh, in, in the meantime, go ahead and keep going where you were. Yes. You've been working too hard, Matt. <laughs> I need help. So there's also um, the Beast of Bray Road that's up in Michigan, mm-hmm. and same rule pretty much applies as the uh, the werewolf of Wolf County, Kentucky. Somebody keeps seeing a creature on a particular stretch of road in Michigan on Bray Street. It's either Bray Road or Bray Street. The Beast of Bray Road is what it's called. Yeah, so it's Bray Road. I had a brain fart too. It's contagious. <laughs> I sneezed. Mm-hmm. So, but something interesting about this particular creature is they always see it around a graveyard that's on Bray Road. Mm-hmm. It's always hanging out at this particular graveyard. Uh, people will make the turn from this one street that's adjacent to it and go down Bray Road, and it'll be up on a tombstone, or it'll be sniffing around the tombstones, or it'll be at the entrance of the cemetery. But it's always by the cemetery. And it'll chase the car a little bit, but then they'll see it kind of make a turn and go back to the cemetery. So, I mean, it could be a guardian. I do kind of have what I was thinking back in my head. It's back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, So, from what I'm hearing so far, I'm hearing a lot of, like, wolf hybrid Mm -hmm. people-ish, or cows, either one. Uh, Yeah, cowboys. Yeah, but I'm not hearing a lot of, like, people talking about I was sitting down with my buddy Jeffrey once, and he just started howling like a wolf and grew a bunch of hair. <laughs> I'm not seeing anybody, like, change. So, like, what that's mm. making me think is, like, because when, when I think uh, werewolf, I think people turning into wolves. Yeah, and that transformation. In that aspect, I don't, like, I'm not really buying it being a real thing, but I did think about this. I am uh, not, I wouldn't say a believer but I'd say I'm very open to the fact okay. that a Bigfoot would exist. Yes. And under the same circumstances, I guess I could say that I'd be open to a bipedal wolf mm-hmm. being a real thing, just being called a werewolf, and they don't turn into people. Uh, it's just a very tall bipedal wolf. Mm-hmm. Is there? Do you have any stories of anybody uh, shape-shifting or what are your thoughts about what I just said? Not in the true transformation form, like the true asp- uh, transformation aspect, growing hair, sprouting fangs, sprouting mm-hmm. fingernails. But there is an actual psychological disorder called lycanthropy disorder mm-hmm. where somebody wholeheartedly believes in their head that they are a wolf. Mm-hmm. And they'll run around during the full moon naked on all fours. Mm-hmm. They'll attack people and livestock. Uh they will howl at the moon, they will dig, they will scratch, mm-hmm. they will uh, tear things apart. All the characteristics, they'll sniff at the air. But they all don't the characteristics of a wolf. But no, they <clears throat> are in all aspects just a person pretending to be 
a wolf, a and cosplayer it, without the costume. And I can I can understand that without you know just being like a, uh, a mental disorder. I understand mm-hmm. that, but in terms of the monster aspect, I'm still yeah the whole shape shifting thing. I'm not buying. Yeah. yeah, even even the skinwalker aspect of it of people like the. Uh, of of people being able to transform into these multiple different things. I mean, maybe, but I'm still not seeing it. One particular theory with the whole Skinwalker things is what if they are doing what the the ancient Vikings, the Berserkers did, where they wore different skins of animals and kind of took on its attributes in battles. Like they wear wild boar skins, (laughs) they become like a wild boar. They wear wolf skins, become like a wolf. And and that kind of stuff is very very possible through the placebo effect mm-hmm. i i can i can see that being a more of a of a thing going on there like i, I put on this wolf skin and i suddenly can run faster and if i yeah. truly wholeheartedly believe in that i will run faster mm-hmm. placebos are very strong uh so i can i can see that happening but i can't see still the physical body yeah transforming yeah could very much be true yeah I, like I can see the mind convincing itself of I can do this or I can do that or I am a wolf even though you're not a wolf. I can see the mind doing the transformation. Yeah. I can see the body being like if, if it were were just a monster. I can see the monster being like that. Um, I, I guess I shouldn't say a monster, an undiscovered animal. If you yeah, want to say. a cryptid. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see that, but the the link. Between what we normally think werewolves, yeah, I, it's still wholeheartedly in fiction for me. Yeah, more so a psychological disorder, but just you know, psychological disorder and or uh, just a an undiscovered animal. Like for instance, and I, I told this particular person that I would give her a shout out on the podcast, Marlene Richmeyer, her costume at uh, Haunted Hotel is. Kind of like a skinwalker meets Wendigo. Mm-hmm. And like you said, she puts on this particular costume and she takes on the attributes of, you know, what you think of when you think of a skinwalker or a Wendigo. Both are very similar mm-hmm. uh, to each other. And I actually pointed that out when everybody else was kind of like saying to her, like, what are you supposed to be exactly? I was like, that's a badass skinwalker costume. And she's like, yeah, I was going with the whole skinwalker Wendigo thing. I was like, well, you fucking nailed it because mm-hmm. just through my studies throughout the years, you're doing the exact same thing that like eyewitnesses have reported mm-hmm. Wendigos and skinwalkers, their movements like being. Then if Marlene has done that, what would an actual uh, you know, skinwalker do if a giant rabbit walked up and decided to pole dance on their pole? Oh, because I did that to her. Yeah, I did see that. I yeah. don't know. I think that is the uh, the Wendigo slash Skinwalker's weakness is, is the giant, giant, giant Easter bunny. bunnies pole dancing yeah. on their uh, shaman staff. Yeah, come at me, Marlene. So come if you me. ever if you ever see a Wendigo or a Skinwalker, uh, call me. I'll yeah. put on the I'll put on the bunny. Suit. Call Matt Perry or just try pole dance. Try your best pole dance. You know, but always keep your spare bunny ears on you. Exactly. Yes. You know the ones that your slutty sister wore <laughs> five years ago at the Halloween party where she got real drunk and fucking blew your brother. <laughs> <laughs> your sister blew your brother. Yeah. Oh no. It's a very incestuous family. They're from Alabama. Oh god, that's how werewolves <laughs> are made, isn't it? Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> incest babies with a over like. Too much testosterone sprouting hair everywhere, you know. <laughs> it's possible. And they howl because that's their only form of communication. Mm-hmm. You heard here first, folks. We have broken it down. Yep. Incest babes. I shut it down. We're good. Good to go. But have you heard, just uh, piggybacking on the whole uh, lycanthropy disorder, mm-hmm. you know, where people think they're werewolves, there have been serial killers through the ages that they describe as werewolf killers in their nature with their particular killings, they're ravenous. They're not very thought out. There's the aspect of them watching somebody from afar and then ambushing them and tearing them apart. Mm-hmm. So one of these particular people is Peter Stumpf. From 1525 to 1589, this guy lived. So this is way the fuck far back. So Peter Stumpf, or Peter Stube, was born in the town of Bedburg near the city of Cologne, about 1525. So Cologne is Germany, I yeah. think. And according to contemporary biographers of this notorious werewolf, he gave himself up in his youth 
to the pursuit of magic and sorcery, and through necromancy, which I am also particular savvy with. I've been looking into it. Mm-hmm. Acquainted himself intimately with many spirits and demons. While other magicians made their pacts with Satan in order to acquire great earthly riches, Stoomph was interested only in being able to transform himself into a werewolf in order to work harm on men, women, and children. After his capture and during his trial, Peter Stoomph told how Satan gave him a hairy girdle, or a belt, which, whenever he wore it, transformed him forthwith into the likeness of a greedy, devouring wolf. It was strong and mighty with great eyes, which in the night sparkled like brands of fire. Its body was huge and the mouth great and wide, with most sharp and cruel teeth. No sooner should he put off the girdle, but the mighty paws would again become hands, and presently he would appear in his former shape, as if he had never changed. Until he was revealed as a werewolf, Stumpf had appeared to his fellow townsfolk as quite an ordinary man, which ordinary back in the day meant that uh, he didn't wipe his ass with his hand. Mm-hmm. Few people suspected that Peter was leading such a ghastly double life. Although he was never a man believed to be concerned with his eternal salvation, few could guess that within his soul lurked a secret nature, inclined to blood and cruelty, which is my favorite Cannibal Corpse song. <laughs> Later, it was established that all those individuals who had somehow aroused his anger were stalked and viciously attacked, usually as they traveled beyond the edge of town. When his victims were discovered, their bodies were so badly mutilated that no one could have imagined that their attack had been accomplished by anything other than a savage beast. So this guy killed men, women, and children in a brutal fashion of just tearing them apart with his teeth and with his hands, more or less, like a wolf. Yeah. And again, I I can still kind of like hand in hand with the placebo effect plus a mental disorder. Mm Mm-hmm. I can see a person being able to do that. Also, ergot. Ergot was a fungus that grew on bread back in the day. And people would consume it, and they would completely wig out. That's where most of the uh, witch hysteria happened, was a big, giant ergot contamination on the flour and the Mm -hmm. bread. And people would think that they were dancing with the devil in the pale moonlight, the quote of Batman Mm -hmm. fucking uh, phrase. But that's where most of these like particular instances of otherworldly incidents happen mm-hmm. was either mental disorder or uh, a fungus yeah. that contaminated wheat flour or just, uh, shit, I don't know, straight up boredom. I mean, I like to run around my neighborhood naked like a wolf on yeah. board, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's my favorite pastime, but don't tell everyone. Oh, no, yeah, I won't know. I got your secrets, man. You got your hood, and I got mine. Yeah. Even we, though we are so close living to each other. It's okay. We got our territories. We Just don't, don't piss step on, on you know, each other's trees. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So this guy, eventually, he was found guilty of his crimes. Of course. And they ripped the flesh from his bones with red-hot pokers, dismembered him, and then burned his body. Because they don't fuck around when it comes to... Uh, the way they deal death to yeah. uh, people back in the day. They pulled his flesh from his bones like fucking pulled pork from famous Dave's Barbecue. <laughs> I wonder if it was delicious. Uh, it probably smelled good. No, oh, probably. Because uh, I, I don't remember what it... No, oh, I do remember why I did this research. But uh, apparently uh, burning human flesh both smells and tastes like beef. Yeah, I heard of beef or a very mild like type of pork or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to um, ask a werewolf or something like that. Or better yet, uh, fun with necromancy. Oh, jeez. Yes. Are we doing this again? I have a very special guest uh, tonight. As you can see, we have our pentagram down here. We have a pentagram mm-hmm. to conjure up a particular special guest that we can have on the show to tell us more about the Pacific topic that we are talking about that evening. So we have here on the floor, we have our pentagram. We have some Nike shoes here. We have okay. 15 bottles of Dr. Pepper here. We have a Curious George book and a picture of a woman called Jenny. She looks like a whore. But nonetheless, uh, let's see who we conjure up here tonight all right all right so, I'm, I'm interested so what we're gonna say greenbow alabama 
three times. Okay, okay. so repeat okay. after me. Greenbow, Alabama. Greenbow, Alabama. Greenbow, Alabama. Greenbow, Alabama. Once more. Greenbow, Alabama. There was a little bit of Gigi there. Just a little bit. Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, hi. How you doing, there? Uh, how are you hi, doing? Hi. hi, hi. Uh, who, where where, where am I? Uh, you're in my house. How are, how are you? Is who this, are you? Where is this at? Uh, Kentucky. Oh, I'm not in Greenbow, Alabama. No, no, you're not. We just had to chant it three times. Who, who are you? My name's Forrest. Forrest Gump. Oh, why do we have Forrest Gump here? Uh, my name, uh, I would live down in Greenbow, Alabama, and uh, uh-huh. I, uh, I'm a simple man. I may not be a smart man, but I know that I was attacked by werewolves uh, in the dead of night one night. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, I was on my front porch. I must have had about fifteen Dr. Pepper, and I just wanted to go running. So, so you went running? I went running. Okay. I was running down my road in Greenbow, Alabama. And all of a sudden, these uh, wolves, they came out of the uh, the swamp, and they started chasing me. And I outran about three or four of them. But then one came out, and it jumped on me. I had one of Lieutenant Dan's magic legs, and I was able to beat him off. And uh, I was, well, uh, You might want to watch your phrasing there. I, I beat off the werewolf. No, what are you talking about? I uh, beat him <laughs> off. What do you mean, sir? <laughs> I'm a simple man, but I don't know what you mean. Keep going. Just keep going. So okay. I beat off the werewolves. I beat one <laughs> off, and then I beat two of them off with Lieutenant Dan's magic legs. So <laughs> did, 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 wait, did you? <laughs> oh, what are you going? laughing about? So I'm trying to tell you the story about beating werewolves off. So I, I was Just eventually. Don't interrupt me. I talk about beating my werewolf off. Okay, so I had 15 Dr. Peppers running through my veins. Where was I? I lost my train of thought. You beat off two werewolves. Oh, I beat off the two werewolves, and then I was attacked by a third werewolf. He came up from behind me. Uh, he bit me in the, the, the neck region, and then I beat him off as well, and I ran back home, and then two weeks later, I, I got a, a disease that they called uh, of AIDS, and then I succumbed to AIDS and died. Do you think you might have gotten it from beating off through werewolves? I don't think so, but in hindsight, I think one of those werewolves was Jenny, and she lied about dying from AIDS to become a werewolf and to have sex with other werewolves possible i got werewolf aids <laughs> is there, that how she died no uh, there was a time where I, I i thought that i was becoming a werewolf it might have just been the aids but my uh groin region got a lot of hair on it it sprouted out a lot of hair more than normal but then that was just because i forgot to trim it so no it was werewolf aids that's how i died okay that. That was very entertaining, Forrest. Thank okay. you very much. You don't you got to beat the werewolves off if they come running? Yeah, yeah, you. yeah. You beat the werewolves off. It's okay. their ultimate weakness. Okay, I go. I'm gonna go now. All I'm right. uh, I'm in hell right now, and I have. How's a, Gigi doing? Uh, Gigi, I don't I don't fuck with Gigi too much because uh, <laughs> he tries to uh, take bananas and he tries to shove them up my asshole, and I have to beat him off as well. <laughs> okay. So okay. I'm gonna go now. All right? Good luck. Good luck. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, there he was again. Oh shit! All right, I got man. These are some nice Nikes I got on my feet right now. I wasn't wearing Nikes when I got here, no. but now it's like it's like your shoes were I know, Nike. Man. Will wear. I got to wear Nikes. They're wear Nikes. Yeah, I think so. I got to pee real bad. Like I drank like fifteen Dr. Peppers or something. Yeah. Well, you kind of did. You just downed them all. I know. Some of them you injected straight into your veins. Oh shit! That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I have like a wild urge to just uh, beat off a werewolf. I don't know. It's the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strangest yeah. thing. Yeah, know. it's not. It's not. <laughs> you, you, you'll hear it later. I it's didn't great. like. I didn't it's conjure great. Gigi, did I? <laughs> I don't know. No, um, he came through a little bit. I think. I think uh, you you bringing him out. It's last residual. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there yeah. for a little bit longer. Uh, it's stuck in the hose. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, I'm going to beat off a werewolf now. All right. All right, everybody. We hope that you enjoyed our episode tonight. Check us all out on all of our streaming platforms. We're everywhere. Yeah, we're pretty much everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Stitcher's on. Yep, we're on Stitcher. We're on the Podbean. Uh, I don't believe we're on Podbean. We're on the Podbeans. Okay. But any other ones, you Google any, us, any, we'll pop Any up. of the big apps. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're on iTunes. We're not on Google Play, but that's because Google Play is... Uh, they're getting rid of Google Play and doing Google Podcasts. We are on that. Cool. All right. Check us out. I am your host, Sean Werewolf Party Martin. I am Hugh beating off a werewolf. Barry? No, you can if you want. <laughs> All right, everybody. Beware of the moors at night. And stay fresh, you meatbags. Peace. Peace.